Bulavinaka everyone, and welcome to episode 3 of the Engine 6 podcast. As you could already tell, this isn't Romeo hosting. He's being a little bitch and telling all the boys we need to host at least one episode. So that's what we're doing. My name is Theophane and I will be your host today. Today's topic will be on mental health. The boys will be discussing issues that surround mental health and how it's affected their own lives or maybe someone we know. We understand that this can be an emotional topic and we hope that you can also relate to it. So sit back, relax, grab a beer and be part of Engine 6. guys and welcome to episode 3 of the Engine 6 podcast. I am your host Theophane as Romeo today. Go Theophane! Romeo said that uh, we all need a chance to host this podcast, so I've been given the task to do that today. Thank you. Unfortunately, fuck you, Rome. <laughs> so today I'm uh, joined by the members of Engine 6. We've got, obviously, Romeo here. Uh, Leroy. Makoto. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> William. George. And we finally got our noodle man, Dan, Daniel. Noodle man! Daniel wasn't with us on the last podcast. No, he but was. He, oh, he was he in was. spirit. He, he was. was, yes, yes, he was in spirit. He had his spirit. So thank you, Daniel, for finally joining our podcast today. Oh, he he was, was, so how you guys oh, been? Him. How you guys been? How you guys easy, been? How's the weekend? Easy, brother. Easy. How's the week? Oh, easy. Easy. Easy, but worse. Easy, but worse. Hey, one uh, question I want to ask you guys. Uh, I know a couple of us uh, have been uh, rejected in our lives. Mm. You guys got any funny or embarrassing uh, rejection stories? Oh. I was about to say something really mean, but I won't say it, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, say it, say it, bro. Say it, bro. A lot of people saying mean stuff about you. Yeah, a lot of stuff saying mean <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Man, <it> should, <laughs> I just, we just want to say it. Man, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just we just want to say to whoever we just want to say we don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. We don't give two. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to say? Two piece, do, two piece don't give fuck. Yeah, two piece give fuck one time. That's right. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody that's been listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been getting a lot of good reviews. Sorry, back to that question. Yeah, Any of you guys got some rejection stories? I know a couple of you boys have got some really funny ones. <clears throat> I think uh, George had told us one funny one. Yeah, I, I think I'll start off with it. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it, go for it, go for it, go for go, brother. No worries, George. The oldest to the youngest. Um, the oldest to the youngest. Okay, so I was uh, back in primary school. I used to like this girl. Oh, primary class. school. <laughs> so I was in class six. She was in class eight. What? Listen to my story, please. Hey. Were, you so, were you allowed to date? No, I wasn't allowed. See, I got, I got my first girlfriend when I was in form, form 3 or form 4. Form 4. Hey, when I got the story. Six, when she, no, class class six. So, guys, 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 just listen to this. Hey, give the guy a chance. Eh? Yeah, give, give me a chance. What was his, what was his I started name? Developing, I started developing a crush for this girl. I was developing emotions. I had no puberty, but emotions. I started developing some white stuff in my book. Guys, this is just like a one-time thing. So listen to us. I some cheese. This was funny. So one time, one time, like I, I made it known to the friend that I like that 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 girl. Eh? Yeah. You know what she did? She came up to me. She told me. Bro, you're like my brother. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, you got the brother card. Eh? I got the brother card right oh. there, bro. And yeah. you should have just uh, insist. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I think that's Deb, bro. That's, that's one, of, one, of, one of my rejection stories. One of my rejection stories. I'm still Deb, bro. He, he totally missed like the, the friend zone card. He got straight into the brother. Straight into the, the brother, brother card. zone card. Yes, sir, bro. Family zoned. Family zoned. Family zoned, man. It's the worst. Uh, Lucky that wasn't me. Bro. Okay, well, this this is one story. Yeah. One time, yeah, I was uh, like, I was on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, like, just I've just being on social media, I just really struggle through it. Right? Yeah. And since I'm on Twitter, I was never, you know, never comment anything or, you know, I just, I'm just barely know what's happening on that fucking social media platform. Eh? Yeah. Then one time I saw this, this pretty girl. Eh? I was like, fuck, wait, this girl, damn, sir. Eh? Like, and I just decided, eh? just, you know, nobody knows me on Twitter, you know, just, just throw my line. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And then I like said, oh, man, you look pretty, eh? And then this was like at 11 at night, so I left it, she didn't see it, so I went to sleep. <laughs> fuck, I woke up the next morning, I saw my notifications, like, fucking this, everybody retweeting my tweet, and, oh. you know, replying, whoa. Boy. So she, like, tweeted your... She retweeted you? Yeah, like, she replied to my tweet. Oh, oh and her reply, And her, re- <laughs> like, her, re- <laughs> her reply was, I think we're cousins. Oh, <laughs> hey. oh. You oh, got, got family zone right there. Cousin card, you know, the cousin card. You got the cousin card. You got the cousin card. Because she was like Rutuman, eh? and then I was like, oh, oh no wonder. But then I pulled that uh, that card down. Fuck, I'm half Asian, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> Pull out his Asian card. <laughs> you Rutumans are all related. Man. <laughs> small so. island, small island. Small island. Island. Okay, island. Okay, that's George. George. George is speaking from experience, guys. Call them Talavi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, very nice, very nice. Marco, you got oh, any? Yeah, I, got, I got one, but it, you know, I, I didn't get, you know, no, no one pulled up the brother card. No, no necklace this time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fucking messaging me with a necklace, man. We lied. We lied. So, everyone, if you. No, no cousin card, no, no, no brother card. <laughs> this is just for, you know, just a relatable story, you know. You know, you're dancing in the clubs. You know, oh, I used to be fucking maybe in high school, maybe from six, from seven, you know. <laughs> you dress up well, eh? You dress up well, you smell good, you go into the clubs and, you know. Awesome. You always see these, these nice, there's always this nice group of girls, you know. You just want to, you know, you want to try your luck. You, you just want to dance, you know. You just pull them to dance and then they just go, oh, sorry, my boyfriend said, said oh, okay, okay. And, you, you know, you try again with the other friends. Just <laughs> try and pull them and say, oh, no, I don't want to dance with you. Then, Okay, but first of all, I just want to dance with you. I don't want to fucking fuck you, okay? Just <laughs> fucking know the fucking difference, eh? And on, you know, in a weekend basis, you're just getting rejected like this. Fuck, man, I'm just gonna dance by myself. Eh? But yeah, just trying to, you know, to all you girls out there that like to do that to us boys, eh? Don't be say we want to dance with you. Not everything has to be. Yeah, we don't want to follow your kids. We don't want to follow your kids, please. We just want to dance with you. Yes, man. Yeah, give this guy a break. We just want to dance. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only this. Thank you, thank you, Makoto. Thank you for that injection. Sorry. Hey, just one. We've put out a poll on social media, on especially our Instagram page, on topics to you know talk talk about, and I think one of the main topics that everyone you know seems to constantly be telling us about is mental health so i think uh, everyone i think everyone has some form of mental issues that they've been through so i think the listeners want to hear you know just you know what are your views on mental health and some maybe some of the some of your own experiences like for me uh, i'll start off so i had one of these friends he he had messaged me 
Um, see, I gotta look for it again. Like, uh, no, because I thought it was very. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was important to you know bring up. So look at all those DMs. Yeah, sorry, I just gotta, yeah, gotta go. Two minutes to scroll. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got it. So she, so she basically said that she's got a cousin that uh, wanted to commit suicide, you know, a couple of days before mm. that, uh, because she couldn't handle it anymore, mm. and just a constant reminder of you know not not being enough or not even being good enough, and it, you know brought her to a point. Even her own mother was you know shutting her down. Uh, so it just made her realize like how much of an issue uh, it is, especially in Fiji and in the Pacific, because um, we were raised in households where our feelings, you know, sometimes aren't valid, mm-hmm. or if we speak up, it may seem disrespectful. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like you know how we've been brought up here. Eh? Mm-hmm. So you know that's just uh, one of my friends that had told me her ear, uh, her experience with that. I don't hear from you guys. Does anyone have any some, probably something similar that they experience uh, with themselves or maybe someone that they know? Then I think uh, I think we had chat about it, uh, you know, uh, just amongst ourselves. But I think it's good to share it with uh, everyone else before it is deleted. Yeah, before uh, Romeo deleted it. <laughs> yeah. so if, you, if you guys, if you guys don't know the story, what's one in? They, what's one in? The boys had done uh, podcast similar on mental, uh, similar to this on mental health. But um, our host Romeo accidentally deleted it. Accidentally. Accidentally. Keyword. <laughs> so we gotta uh, do this one again. So then um, I think uh, let's, start you, you. let's start off with you. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where to start off, man. So many but, issues. Uh, I wasn't that suicidal, but it had to do with mental health. Um, I think a couple of the boys know that I went to Singapore to find work after I left Melbourne. And basically, long story short, what happened was that um, I was trying to find work, but it was really hard. I felt like there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of negatives that was going around, going against me. So one of them was moving to a new country, which was Singapore. Mm. I went over to Singapore from Melbourne on a one-way flight. I was gonna, but my plan was to stay for three months. But obviously, I did end up staying three months. But I only had two weeks accommodation when I went when I arrived in Singapore. And so I was moving to a new country. I was moving. I had new friends. I had no friends. Sorry, I had no family. I didn't know anyone. All I had was just my passport, two bags, suitcase, a Mac, and a goal to find work. Uh, basically, six months, six weeks in into the three month stay, I broke down. I just, uh, it was just one of those Saturdays. It was Singapore Sevens, Singapore Sevens. Mm. And I just broke down. I started, I started, just, I started crying. I just, you know, it wasn't, it was, I started bawling my eyes out. I started to cry and just came to this realization that I was, I felt useless, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I couldn't, I didn't have no friends. I had no family right. over there. I was all on my own. I was trying to find work for myself. I had to send out resumes, this and that to everyone. I had nothing. I only had one mate checking up on me, obviously friends and family, but I didn't have a group of friends that I could open up to. Mm. I didn't have... Or even like someone physically there. That's with it, you. man. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah, you know, you're on we, your own. Yeah, exactly. Like what we have here now is, is, is something different, eh? Yeah. Back then in Singapore, I had no one. I didn't know anyone. I felt just useless. I felt hopeless, man. I wasn't suicidal, but I just felt like I had no purpose. Mm. And I just felt like I was in Singapore for no reason. I felt like just packing up and leaving... But then again, I couldn't leave because I come so far. You know, I paid my tickets, my right. accommodation for six mm. weeks. I had another six weeks accommodation booked out already by them. Mm. But I just couldn't find a way out in terms of getting positive vibes, trying to like think you, Like no motivation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because like you, just... you came to this dead point. I didn't. Do, I couldn't do anything. And um, you know what I'm trying to say is that at that point, I wish I had a group of mates like us. Like mm. something relating to your message. I think um, there's two things to mental health to me personally. One is opening up. Yeah. And one is 
being mates, I think it's on it's on us to check up on our mates. Yes. So that's true. like what I wish for back then was if I had like you boys around, mm. I'm sure I would have told you guys, oh fuck, it's I'm finding shit hard here. Yeah. And I'm sure one of you boys have reached out to me and or brought me out of my comfort zone. Yes. And exactly, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but over there I didn't have anyone. You're on your and own. And I just man. felt I just felt useless and shit. And what I'm trying to say now is that it takes someone to open up. Yes. And I think it's based on the environment we're in. So mm. this is stigma that men don't speak up or not expressive. Mm. To me it's just a myth and the reason why i think it's a myth is because i think it's based on us to create this environment for someone to speak up yes and if you're comfortable within the environment you get to speak up that's true so like for example i think lee sorry to bring you in brother said brother <laughs> but i know that uh lee you know he had this like he spoke on his last podcast did you say you're suicidal yeah you know like and obviously if that happened right now at this time when we are together, we would have someone would have messaged him. I would put my hands up and message him and say, "Oh yeah, hey, for sure." How you be doing? You know, like just a simple paragraph or a message, yeah. just to reach out yeah. to someone and say, "Hey man, I've seen some weird things about you. You're like quiet. You don't sociable. Yeah. Are you alright?" Like just a simple message can save a person's yeah, life. You yeah, know? and then you know, Lee might just open up. Yeah. Like when he was going through <laughs> what he went through, I think I spoke to the sisters as well about it, and the sisters said that said that made a very good point of how he was going through. His she was like. I think I spoke to Yana. She was like, when you drop a ball and it breaks, you can fix it up, yeah? yeah. You can, I don't know, you can you can fix it up. Yeah. Mend it, this and that. Glue it, whatever. But it'll never be the same ball again. Yeah. So basically, I think Damn, at least, and at that point too, I remember Lee saying, Shout out to Yana. Shout out to Yana. <laughs> Yana. Yana was able to pick that out, eh? Yeah. Because at that point, he was just going to uni home, uni home, and wasn't really speaking to anyone. I would only hope that, I only wish that we were at that point to help him out. Mm. You know, we could have just created an environment for him to open up, help yeah. him with the situation he's in. Yep. And, you know, it's it takes a lot to stand up and, and speak about it. Back then, too, I didn't really want to speak too much about it because I was, you know, still young, this and that. Yeah. Three years ago, three, four years ago. Um, but now that, you know, you matured, I like to think that we now are able to create this environment for all of us to speak. And hopefully now I said something, um, the boys can all potentially open up. Yes. And yeah. for t- and create this environment for the young ones like food, <laughs> for them to open up as well. Yeah. Because they're going up through. They're going up. They're going through the same. Exactly. You know, the same, and they'll yeah. go through the same stages, like work, uni. Probably not interested in uni. Don't know what else to do in life. You know. Yeah. They can pro- probably fall into depression and stuff like that. I like to think that we've got this. We've created this environment amongst us as young adults for these people to speak up and. Yeah. So with my with my with my experience in Singapore, you know, and then relating to how Lee went through his. I just wish that we were there for one another in terms of creating this environment for someone to speak up because it takes a lot for someone to speak up. I'm pretty sure mm. I don't know about yeah, no, if he was able to speak up or not, but it takes a lot for someone to speak up. But it's just, yeah. I mean, it takes one single person to reach out to someone and that creates this whole environment for someone to speak up. And that's what I wanted to share. And I just wanted, and that's what I, something I wanted to advocate on is just one, it's hard to speak up on, two, is pretty much it's responsibility of your mates to work out for one another and make sure that someone is able, mm. is feeling comfortable amongst yourselves. Because you hang out pretty much every single day, yeah, for men. We, yeah. You know, we are, it's not that we're not expressive, but we just don't really check up on one another. We just, you know, you want to go putting, we go putting, yeah, and then sometimes we leave your mates behind. We just uh, become like, it's sort of just being oblivious. Eh? Yeah, it's, you, know, yeah, you go yeah. putting, you leave your mates behind. I think for girls, we look out for one another more, but for us, I think it's just creating an environment for them to be expressive. You mm. know? I don't believe we're not expressive, we are expressive. It's just creating an environment for us to speak up where we are comfortable to say something so that we're not judged or don't feel shy about it you know what I mean? yeah it's not that we don't speak up it's just we're not comfortable to speak up that's true and that's what i'm trying to say and 
like mental health means a lot because I went through that stage and I felt like shit, man. Um, no friends, no nothing, and I think till till today I still don't really like Singapore because of that. Yeah, but I probably it probably shouldn't think that way. It taught me a lot, but I still wouldn't turn the clock back to go through it again, man. Mm. So, yeah, thanks, thanks, it, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's really opened really, up that. I think yeah. we really appreciate it. You know, yeah. um, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for deleting the first one too, bro. <laughs> this one is way better than Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Dan's brought up some very important points, especially um, like what he was really trying to advocate on. He's trying to create an environment where we can all express ourselves. You know, I can say, you know, honestly, with us boys, you know, we check up on each other now and then. I remember also about Marcos and Marcos, 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 Marcos. But, but we all know that Marco went through a long term relationship, yeah? Yeah. And then it didn't work out. But I only found out about it on the one day when we went to the beach, me, Marco, Rome, and Tui. And this was the day that George went to the beach with his family. I don't know if oh, you boys yeah. remember. No, we no, were I was, I was yeah, 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 I think yeah. Lee was in Suva. Yeah, he was in Suva. And Tui was fishing. Yeah. And me, Rome, and Marco was just sitting on the beach and just having a yarn. And this boy's topic start, started off as gay guys sliding to the DMs. This <laughs> <laughs> is a true story. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. It's a true yeah. story. It's a true story. <laughs> but they won't admit to it. But I'm, I'm sometimes bring up this incident they recall the, 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 the conversation. And I looked at Marco and he was I thought he was talking shit. And I was like, You okay? He's like, Yeah. And I was like, So how's the missus? And he's like, Oh, we broke up. And that's when I found out we broke up. Yeah. And then I tried to find out later, through that same day, having a conversation with him that he did, I think, three weeks at home, yeah, Michael? Yeah. He just pretty much woke up, yeah. ate, yeah. slept, yeah. woke up, ate, yeah. and slept. And I just wish that we were around at sure. least to yeah. notice Helping that. Yeah. Notice, uh... But then again, it wasn't like we were shitmates, but it was because we weren't that close to him just then. Yeah. And he was just, uh, you know, we were still, we were still, uh, he was, we were still near to this guy, you know? Well, I thought he was a rugby player anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> he is a rugby player. He is a rugby, he is a rugby, rugby player. player. Yeah. You want me to tell you? Bumping off. Bumping off Asian people in China. Someone who admires. But that's what I mean. I just wish that we were able to see see, see it and notice it and be able to call yeah. it out. But, but yeah, we didn't know him that well. Fair enough. Yeah, no, no. I completely agree. I think it because of uh, what that girl said, like around her family, like, you know? She was taught never to speak, you know, to speak uh, like when somebody yes. said something. Like it, you, yeah. it's uh, disrespectful, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you yeah. speaking out of terms. So when, like, when we, 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 when we're at that stage of being, you know, depressed or hurt, like, you know, when we go through stuff, or whenever our parents, you know, tell us off and things like that, it just adds on to it. Eh? Yeah. And we really can't tell our parents because when I grew up, that was hard for me to tell my parents everything. Because mm. they were going the, through their own problems and, you know. Like if my problem was gonna add on to it, I think they would have been more angry at me and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty hard for me to. Eh? Mm. So Fair like enough. that chick that uh, messaged you, Chess. Yeah. Like she's she should be lucky that <laughs> mate sort of reached out to her, you know. Yeah. But a lot like, of people nowadays they don't reach out. They that's just, a thing. You know? Like you know, you need to reach out to people. Don't yeah. just bottle. I know it's hard to like reach out to people because, you know, we've been brought up in that environment where it's hard to reach out to people. But you should at least try. You know. Um, but yeah, lucky, lucky, uh, it was actually her cousin that actually reached out to her and she was able to talk her out of it. You know, if not, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, she would have killed herself, mate, you know. I hope your mate 
constantly checks up on her cousin, you know? Yeah. Like, not, not only her, man. I hope everyone that's listening in, check up on your friends, you know? Exactly, bro. You never know what they're going through. You know, they can be all silent about it. They might not even show it. They might be, yeah. they might even appear happy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 that's the worst part, yeah. you know? Because you can't tell. So even if they're happy, just check up on them. See how how they're going with life. But at the same time, too, just because they're quiet doesn't mean they're going through something. That is true. Just to check up. Yeah, but it's okay to check up, even if they're not going through anything. It's good to just check up. Quiet. They could be busy or something, but it's good to show you. You know, you you care for them at least. Just check up, and you know they'll appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot of people think that they have no one that cares for them. That's why Mm. they just say, "Fuck! If I die today." No one's gonna notice tomorrow, so exactly. Yeah. As long as you let them know, like, maybe. Yeah, as long as, as long as you let them know that there are out, there are people that are out there that love them, that truly really, truly care for them. Yeah. You know, then at least it's sort of like you know, at least they know they have some purpose, you know, because there's someone out there that oh man, you know, if I die, you know, my friends, you know, they're gonna be, yeah. they're gonna be really hurt. My family. So I think it just takes some time out to check up on your friends. Don't have to go and say, "Hey, how's your mental health?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, you don't have to go. Especially out of them, they'll never say. They'll it. never yeah. say it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. <clears throat> no, I think like some some people. I think you just have to. Yeah, you have to open up, but it also like takes that other person just to ask it. Eh? Mm. Like just yeah. ask, what's 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 what's, what's up with you? What's eh? up there? Yeah. Like if you just ask that, I know. So like for me, I, that's what I want people to ask when I was going through stuff. Just ask you, then you can. Then it yeah. makes you feel more comfortable to open up yeah, to them. Exactly, open up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. Like little things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little things. Thanks for that, Dan. It's really touching. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the listeners will uh, appreciate. Appreciate, you know, you might have, you know, you never know. You you might have helped someone out without even realizing it. So thanks for that, uh, Dan. Thank you, brother Dan. I think. Marco, I think uh, he also had a story to share with us. <laughs> it's it's not a necklace story, you know. So uh, fuck you all messaging <laughs> necklace story. Everyone's all messaging uh, Marco, uh, you know, about that necklace. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think Marco has a few uh, experiences. Yeah. Got, if you don't know Marco, Marco's in China for a bit, eh? Yeah, I've been like uh, what four years before I had to come back because of COVID. So <laughs> long story short, I. I got a scholarship to go to China. I didn't. I didn't know much about you know this mental health. I used to, like, you know, think about think of mental health as like, um, this sort of weakness because like I was always a happy, you know, really just for the moment kind of person. So mental health didn't occur to me till like I really went to China. And when I went to China, I had to like I've been overseas, but I haven't been like overseas where I had to fend for myself, you know. Uh, be on my own away from friends family so <clears throat> um long story short i got there uh settled in well but then you know we started with classes and and this i had to learn like like you know one year i was like just had to learn chinese before i had to go to my like you know what i classes went to yeah, yeah what, what, I what did to you study. just for the listeners what what were you going to china for what was your scholarship um aircraft engineering so I went there for... Aircraft engineering. Yeah. So you and uh, William are basically engineering cousins. Yeah. Uh, and George. Yeah. And George. George is an astronaut. Yeah, George is everything. George is the plane. George is the plane. Anyway, so, go on, uh, Marco. So one year I had to learn Chinese. It was just for one year, yeah? Yeah, for like one everything year. Chinese. everything Chinese. So I, when I started going to classes and then I realized, man, fuck, like, Chinese was like really hard. You know, I thought I'd breathe through it you know and then i realized like as classes started to go on i i started you know like failing and my grades were like 
really not up there. I went from like, you know, really getting good marks in high school to like getting to start my uh, life in uni and, you know, just seeing like everything fall apart. And this is Chinese, Chinese yeah, language. Yeah, this eh? is Chinese language. Yeah. So I thought, you know, fuck, if I'm failing at Chinese language, imagine when I go to, you know, mm. like my real major, like how big of a fuck up will I be there, you know? So I just started, you know, like really having negative thoughts. And I'd have like, you know, my parents, you know, who like really loving parents would check up on me. But like, I was just like, not really confident. You know, I couldn't like say anything, like tell them like, oh, um, mom and dad, you know, I'm not, I'm not really doing well in school. You know, like I think I need help. You know, I, I didn't tell them that. So instead, like, um, I'd resolve to like, uh, you know, other methods. I'd go out drinking and party. You know, I just tried to numb the, numb all the, all the pain, all the, all the negative, I, all the negative thoughts. You know, like if I couldn't like, hack it up with school. You know, maybe I could just forget the pain and go through the day, drink it away. away yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I realized, you know, when as as the months went by, I realized I started to become like a different person altogether. You know, mm. when I was in Fiji, I was, you know, I was always like happy, happy you know, and always, you know, just really like just in general a happy outgoing, person, yeah, outgoing, outgoing person. happy. And yeah. When I got to China, I started like going through this, you know, this really downward spiral, like mental state. I realized I started becoming, you know, more violent. I started becoming more prone to like. Um, fighting and you know I was drinking excessively and you know it wasn't it wasn't doing really mm. like much wasn't me, helping you know? yeah, it wasn't helping yeah. and I had people who you know my friends in Fiji too would check on me hey, how's China you know and I just give them the like brush it off yeah, oh, brush yeah. it it's, like, say, it's all good because, no, it's all because good, you, you know? wanted to like create that illusion that yeah, everything you know, was okay I, yeah. you know my, my parents wanted me then if I told them oh I, I don't think like you know China's hacky yeah. I, can, I can't do this anymore you know I didn't want to like Disappointing, yeah. you know. Especially so, when you're out there, like on a scholarship, yeah, you know, exactly. whoever gets that opportunity, exactly, you, don't you know. So I just, you know, I just thought, okay, let me just try and hack it up. But eventually, you know, just not talking to anyone, not being able to like um, express your feelings or what you're going through, it it did take a toll on me, you know. So I was just drinking excessively, and then eventually, it it, it would all start to build up, you know, and I'd let it build up, and then it just come out through like fighting, and you know. Mm. And everyone would just see, everyone around me would just see that, oh, this guy's a violent guy. But, you know, no one. But really, would, you're, yeah, you're not a violent yeah, person. No yeah. one would be That's able to like, side, see, yeah. oh, he's, he's going through something with school. No one will see that because you have to talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, people will just see. Judge you and just yeah, see, like, oh, he's just a violent guy. see dude. the aftermath. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't see, like, what's really going on behind. So, yeah, I had, mm. to, like, I had to really learn how to talk to my friends. And the saddest thing about it was, like, well, that whole year I was in China, I didn't, I didn't, I only video called my friends maybe four or five times because I was just like, I was really scared to like, Confront, like yeah, finish. be confronted and, you know, like, uh, face them and tell them like, I was, I was scared of like breaking down, and, you know, and like, mm. it would make Why? me seem weak. So that idea in my head was like, just it, tell them you're okay and that's it, you know, you don't yeah. have to say anything. And so that was True. like, I think. One of my biggest regrets too was like not being able to tell them and talk to them, you know, and avoid a lot of like really bad situations in that first year. But um, yeah, eventually, like I managed to pass my first year I, by some miracle, you know. I just <laughs> said, uh, okay, maybe I need to, you know, just stop all this like bullshit, all this fighting, all this drinking, and just you know, hack it up for one year and then actually pass. But I think the main like moral of my story is that like. 
as like Fijian like young men, young Fijian men, like we have to get out of this like you know this idea that mm. yeah. you know you have to keep things to yourself. You know, like just true. As as strong as we may seem, like you know we're like you can also be weak at heart. Or yeah, weak mind, you, you know? yeah. You really need to like open up and talk. I know a lot of Fijian men. Even me, I still struggle to like talk about my feelings. I won't talk about it unless someone like really asks me like, "Hey, Mako, how are you doing?" You know, mm. or, which is yeah. Up, yeah? Yeah, just like what Dan said, like, I didn't talk to anyone about, like, my breakup until Dan had asked me. And that was, like, three weeks prior, and I told him, you know, like, <clears throat> that I was just at home, like, just eating, going back to sleep, you know. And mm. I won't talk about it until someone actually asks cares me, yeah, someone yeah. actually cares to ask me about it. And that's, like, maybe what I wish for, like, when my first change in China, you know, that I could open up more. Because I know there's a stigma around, like, Especially Fijian young men who just always go about their day just holding everything in, you know. Mm. Like they don't talk about their problems; they just keep it in, and then they let it build up, build up, and then somewhere down the line, you know, it it just all comes out. Like whether they're comes out whether you know in violent acts or yeah. you know, and people don't don't see like people just see the violent acts. Yeah. You know? they, they don't just, realize yeah, the perp- like they the reasons why that's yeah. you know. A person who's violent and all that, but they don't know, you know, what's really going on behind. And I think that's like a big problem that young youths, not only men, but also, you know, maybe women as well. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that's a big problem they go through. Just opening up, you know, just yes. yeah. just being able to like express your feelings, you know, because, yeah, I mean, all men are considered, you know, like tough, you know, in society, especially Pacific Islanders, yeah. you know, and men yeah. in Fiji, but, True. you know, like, we're also human as well, you know, we we also have feelings, you know, we also go through stuff and I think that's important, like what Dan said, you know, you just, sometimes people won't really open up about it, they're just waiting for someone to like be like, mm. oh, hey, how are you doing, you know, Yeah. how are you getting on, you know, just that simple question, maybe, you know, you can get someone to really open up and really share their feelings, you know, like just, yeah, so that it's not show. bottled up, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. yeah. That's what I wish, like, during my first year, you know, if someone, like, mm. really asked, I, I know I was, like, the life of the party and all of these things in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, always, I was always, like, you know, bubbly and just drinking and, you know, I was always bubbly. happy, was always public, making yeah? people up. Yeah, I was, well, that's I was in, in the, the public. Yeah, that's people in front of everyone's yeah. eyes, yeah. People didn't see, you know, secretly, secretly, yeah, what you're going see through. behind that, you know, that really happy and fun and outgoing person, you know, some like I had inner demons of my mm-hmm. own, you know, and no one was there to check up on me. People yeah. thought, like, oh, he's the life of the party, everything must be, you know, oh, going happy good for him. yeah, must be yeah. good, yeah. But no one, you know, at the end of the day, no one checks up on the life of the party, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. just that's a good one, yeah, everyone, everyone, checks, everyone checks up on the ones who really seem sad, the happiest, yeah, the happiest, but you know, maybe even the even the most funny or the most, you know, happiest talkative person, people, yeah. the most happiest people are the ones who are going through I think that's the, that's most, the same know? as uh, like comedians. If uh, if you look at comedians' lives, most of them commit suicide. And, are like, you saying I'm a clown? No, 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 I mean, I meant like professional. That took a bit of a wild turn. That took a bit of a wild turn. No, like seriously, I seriously, like what Marco was saying, like, you know, the happiest people might be the... Most, uh, most the unhappiest, most, the most unhappiest, yeah. uh, secretly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Marco. Thanks that was, that uh, that was a really yeah. touching story. Yeah. yeah. I think um, just going back to what Marco said, you know, um, <coughs> like you, like in the face of 
the public or even your friends you put on a mask eh? yeah that's true, yeah. you put on a mask just to show everyone that you're happy but really deep down yeah. it's a different story yeah, yeah. but yeah thank, thanks for that marco I'm, i'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that especially um some of the youths or some of the uh high schools that will be leaving yeah. uh, high school you know going into uni yeah, starting uni life, starting uni life yeah. you know maybe not yeah. only usp but you know that might be yeah. uh traveling overseas you know it's, it's a lonely life and that yeah. goes on to what dan was saying you know he was in another country same with you you were yeah. in another country without your friends it's yeah. always when you're lonely yeah, yeah. yeah. always when you're lonely yeah. and then something just creeps up yeah, yeah. so yeah. and a big message too for like these guys going to uni you know like it's it's okay to fail you know i didn't that's what Yeah, it's okay to be scared yeah, yeah something i didn't accept was like failing is a normal, not an option yeah, yeah. You, that means you're normal you know yeah i went from being in high school you know getting good grades and just coming to union you know just failing yeah you know and it i think it took a toll because i didn't accept that you know failure failing is not is, an yeah, option yeah, yeah fail, failing is is normal it's yeah. just failure is part of life yeah. so failure is a stepping stone yeah. to success what well, leads it yeah. it's how you use <clears throat> your failure you know to that's get back true. up you, yeah, know, you, don't, you don't you don't let it take advantage of you, you know that's yeah. you don't dwell i think that. also like if you say fail it's like a negative term i think it's yeah. you should say it's, learning it's, it's surrounded yeah. by negativity if yeah. you say yeah. failure i think when you when you don't like achieve it just say you learn something you learn something out of it yeah you shouldn't not how to do it you shouldn't associate you shouldn't associate failure with negativity you should associate failure with Yeah, exactly. You know, that's and that's uh, I think that's how you should uh, so view failure. You you fail. That's how you that's how you learn. You fail. Just to add on to that, there's that saying: uh, when it comes to failure, to stumble and fall is not a failure. To stumble and fall again is not a failure. The only failure comes is when you don't learn and move on from your failure. You know, you learn from your past, move on. Yeah, yeah. Because if you keep making the same mistakes, then yeah, yeah. If you don't learn from it, then yeah. Yes, thanks, thanks, thank uh, Marco. You, thank you, William. Thanks, thanks Ron. Nice, eh? Just thanks, so sir. you guys can stop fucking asking about that fucking <laughs> necklace story. Please, uh, please, please, stop asking fucking about the necklace. Yeah. Stop asking. It was one time, now, one time. One time. Yes. But you can one. ask about the beach, though. What happened at the beach? <laughs> we'll save it for another podcast. Yeah, we'll, uh, please, we'll, we'll save please. it for another podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, thank, thank you, guys. Thank I you, think uh, we've got uh, Lee next up with his uh, story. <laughs> I think we all know Lee's story, but. Uh, For for everyone, you know, don't criticize the dude. He's he's a he's a gentleman, you know. Probably the hardest thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go on. What um, you got something to talk about? So so I was I was thinking, you know, what what I should uh, should speak about on this this podcast. Uh, probably this story I'm gonna tell tell you. I think uh, I think everyone in this this uh, studio knows about it. Uh, but I think a lot of people who don't know me personally, they wouldn't know about this story. So, this one hits quite close to home. Uh, okay, so it starts off like uh, I have to take you back to when I was in primary school. Eh? Uh, so when I was in primary school, like my 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 parents were like you know having a, some issues, and uh, my dad he was going through a court case at that time. Eh? Mm-hmm. And If anyone knows me, like I'm really close with my with my father. Yeah. Shout out to Uncle Robert. Shout out Uncle Robert. <laughs> so at that time, you know, I was in Yetsen, and you know, being in a private school, it's a bit uh, like you know, it's a bit tough, eh? especially when certain sensitive topics like this come up. Eh? Right. And then uh, in the in the newspaper, they published something about my dad. You know, he's going to court and stuff like that. Mm, and yeah. then you know, parents knew who my dad was. They told their children, and man, they. Like I was in class eight eh? at that time, I didn't know what the fuck mental health was or you know what yeah. the fuck depression is, eh? and 
kids they just used to tease me eh? just saying your father's going to prison you know they, they that's, just, that's rough man that's, that's rough buddy especially at that young age you know you're 13 yeah, yeah. but yeah they used to just stand at the bus stop and then you know fucking kids just throwing remarks at me and i used to be like fuck man i'm gonna fuck this kid up one day <laughs> and then so th- that happened and then you know fuck fast forward a couple of years later form four my dad's court case was still going on my parents were still having some issues and then uh so his court cases used to be in lotoka and then uh, at that time i was in boarding school in natamboa and uh, i used to always go to his court cases whenever he used to come up and the day he got sentenced it was the day like it was the most hardest for me because mm. nobody was there none of my family was there it was just me and my father mm. and i had to see him get handcuffed eh, right in front of me and taken eh? yeah and i think that rough. was like one of the hardest moments eh, for me eh? and uh till now i still think you know it, it was it's quite hard for me to even tell this this story eh? but hopefully like me telling this will help someone else eh? like uh, come out from their mental state and help other people eh? mm. Mm. but uh fast forward a couple of years later uh, my 16th birthday uh, my grandfather walked into my room and he saw me crying and he asked me why are you crying and then i just didn't say anything and then uh, it was like really tough like mm. uh, it's all right man it's all right yeah like uh, it was a really tough time eh? because uh, my dad he used to always buy me cakes eh, on my birthday mm. so like every time i have had a birthday and this time my grandparents said oh let's celebrate it I was like, okay, yeah, set, set. They bought me a cake and my dad used to always get me this certain cake and they made that certain cake that, that weekend. Mm. And uh, my grandfather saw me crying and he came and he hugged me and he told me, you know, I know you're going through a lot, eh? you just have to push through it. Eh? <laughs> so that was like, you know, like a tough time. Eh? And I thank my grandfather for always being there for me. Mm. Fast forward more years later when I was in uni and then uh, like... Things were still tough. My dad was away. I have seen times when my family didn't have money. And then, like, I was always, you know, fucking worried. Eh? Like, fuck, man, I need to do something. Eh? Mm. And I told myself, you know, I just looked around my environment. And I told myself, you know, fuck, I'll never let this happen to me again. Eh? Like, I'll never be in this situation ever again. Mm. So I worked hard, made sure, you know, I got a good degree, got a good job. And I just kept pushing on, eh? And at that time, it was like super hard, eh? like uh, I, I had no one to talk to about this. Eh? Like people like knew that I was going through it, but I didn't think they would know how to approach me about it. Like, mm, yeah, because it was a sensitive issue. Eh? Very, yeah. And uh, fuck, man, it was just hard. Eh? And I just hated my life. I eh? just fucking hated it. I was like, fuck this shit, you know. I just, just wanted to sometimes I thought of, you know, killing myself and shit like that. But fuck, it was just hard. Eh? Just. Mm. and i just told myself fuck man i'm never gonna let myself or you know see my family or my siblings ever go through that struggle thing, like yeah. this again eh? yeah. so i made yeah. sure that you know fuck i'll work work my ass off to fucking make a better life eh? mm. and you know things went on and you know i really just didn't know how to deal with it eh? i didn't know what the fuck you know to do eh? mm. a couple years later this is just like maybe just early this year so I, i've been working and all and uh it was you know it works tough as well eh? you know fuck you gotta work hard uh gotta always be at the best of your game eh? i always have like tight deadlines eh? till then you know i still had issues with my mental health eh? i like didn't know what the fuck to do eh? and then uh just this year i decided fuck man i better talk to someone so i reached out to a counselor 
uh, at uh, you know from work and she like helped me you know spoke to me about things you know gave me signs of you know what depression is and stuff and just helped me get through this this tough time yeah? because after all these years like it's this problem has you know just fucking followed me yeah? mm. and i just didn't know how the fuck to deal with it so once i finally had a counselor it was really easier i just found that talking yeah? and trying getting to out of, getting yeah, out of trying you, right? to fucking just talk about it and just let my feelings out instead of holding in all that anger that hurt that that, mm. that sadness just all those emotions just holding it you know yeah. it just really fucking like helped yeah? and i think you know the people who have helped me along the way like especially family friends yeah? some days they could tell that you know it just wasn't easy for me and fuck like you know if it wasn't for them i don't think i would be here today and uh the lesson that i just want to you know take out of is that you know sometimes it looks like the world is against you but you know just keep your head high you know try and talk mm-hmm. to someone yeah try and reach out for help yeah mm. because i know sometimes we are lost we don't even know what depression or sadness feels like yeah? but once you reach out i can tell you i can assure you that it's better on the other side yeah? mm. for the boys to see Lee cry and what I'm trying to say out of this is not mine like, I've seen Lee cry yeah he's seen me cry a couple of times <laughs> okay well I get what you mean though yeah fuck you Chester <laughs> <laughs> anyways what I'm trying yeah. to say is that it's the first time for all of us apart from Chester probably George to see Lee cry we didn't expect this but what I'm trying to say is that if you're able to create an environment for everyone to just share something mm. it just gravitates to mateship to the next level mm. so that yes. you're able to watch out for one another yeah? that is true we didn't yeah. expect I didn't expect this from Lee I thought Lee was going to talk about his Heartbreak or something. Heartbreak uh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did. I actually thought he was yeah, going to talk about that. I thought. No, I actually had a feeling that he was. Yeah. Then when he said when he said primary school and then I was like, ah oh, crap, I know. Yeah, what this and is I was going. like, but when Lisa was speaking about the court case thing, I didn't think he'll go full into it. Yeah. And then when he started breaking up, and I was like, fuck, this is real. And I just, you know, I was proud that he was able to share something that True. I don't think. If it was any other situation, if we didn't have this podcast, I don't think he would have shared it. Yeah. But because of this podcast, we were able to create an environment for someone to mm. share, and then we have to share it. So, Romeo, you're gonna take the next one. Thanks for thanks for that. I think I think you're right. You know, it's uh, like how you create like an environment for people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And not only for ourselves, but for whoever's listening. You know, exactly. they can definitely relate to any of this. Hopefully, the listeners can take something back to their own group of friends. Yes. Yeah. They can create such an environment for exactly. You know, I. Thanks for that. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, thank uh, thank thanks, Lira. We totally appreciate it, man. Thanks. Really appreciate that, man. If you don't see it, like, we all uh, it, uh, very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional, yeah, bro. Very emotional. Thanks, guys. Slide him. Come on, look at me. I should have cried too. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. I could have. I could have. I, I, could have, I, I kind of felt Dan was uh, going that way too. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I cried, you gang would stop asking about that fucking <laughs> <apple, yeah. laughs> uh, Thanks, thank you. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, Issa, uh, I think we got room. I think we got room up next. Um, I think you want to make this fast. You're getting tired of listening to this story. <laughs> yeah, but uh, room, you are. Uh, 
up next anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah, go ahead. What what do you? Uh... Okay. No. Ah, that's good. Go go ahead, room. Set. Go ahead, room. Oh yeah, just uh, just to the listeners. I think I uh, it was something similar to to something that uh, uh, Leroy was growing up with. I know the boys have listened to this story a couple of times. I'm I'm more open to sharing it because it's like you know something that I dealt with uh, I, I feel like a few few years ago. So the same thing. I grew, I grew up I grew up in a poor family. Like we were actually really poor. Uh, we my dad was uh, oh fuck I'm gonna start crying now. <laughs> hey I'm not crying I'm not crying. Okay so I, I I grew up in a poor family so oh sh. So I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, okay. Go, bro. So, you know, it was hard. It was hard for, for, for us. Yeah. Like growing up, me being the eldest, and I had a, I only had one brother at that time uh, who's in Australia now. So it used, to, it used to be hard for us. And I was saying, I was at a level, even, even though I was saying I could understand what was going on. And uh, most of the time, my dad, my dad was in the army. He was... Uh, he was a strict guy. It used to be he used to be very strict with with all of us, especially my mother. So when things didn't go his way, yeah, shout out to Dad if you're listening. <laughs> I hope I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, it used to be hard for us. He used to make it strict for everybody. So at times when he used to go out, when things didn't go his way, it he used to beat beat us as as a kid. Eh? Beat right. me, beat my brother, sometimes even beat my mother. So as a kid growing up at, at that age, around eight or nine or ten, like that, there'd be times when they'll fight him uh, uh, with the when my parents would fight. I'll always know this is gonna end up end up uh, in a bad way. Mm. I used to in front of my eyes. I used to get see my mom getting beaten up and getting broken bones, yes, uh, getting blacker. He used, he he was just remember my guy my my dad was bigger than my mother. Mm. So whenever he used to whatever was in front of him. That's that's it. That's what he used to beat my mother with. It used to be hard for me. Mm. And there were times that I tried to stop him. I tried to stop him, and he he beat me up. How like, by, like how old were you at that time? Bro? Oh, I was like eight, nine. Shit, like, that's I was crazy. Eight or nine years old. Yeah, yeah eight or nine. Yeah. I grew up. I grew up. I grew up watching this a lot. It was like nearly every week. Uh, one person that I like, if I, if somebody says, "Oh, I've seen this guy. He's a strong person." Nah, the only strong person that I've all I've ever met in my life was my mother. Because mm. she went through a lot of shit, like a lot of shit, right. and I was I was helpless at that time. I it hurt me because I couldn't do anything yeah. to like protect my mother at that age. So you, yeah, I used to, I used to grow up with that that uh, that mentality that oh fuck I couldn't do anything because you know things were just shit. Eh? So my mom used to get beaten up a lot. I used to get beaten up a lot. And sometimes I take the fall for my brother. If he did something and, my, and I saw my father was angry, I take it up. I say it was me. How old was your brother? My brother was very young. He was like young. Oh, okay. And my dad, he, at that point, he's a changed man now. But at that time, he was like that. Eh? He yeah, was very, right. very because he had a lot of things to that he that he went through, through ah, okay, that okay. he never talked about. He, okay, like, so he, he came out as like yeah, right, he, okay. So yeah, at times I'd see him come home drunk and he'd be like, you know, all bloodied up and he'd sure. come and like, you know... All bloodied up from like a... Like from fighting fight. and stuff, yeah. Right. So he'd come beat up my mother, he'd beat, beat, me, beat me up and stuff. And you, I used to go out. Every time they used to fight, I used to run out at like 3 o'clock in the morning and go hide somewhere in the dark. Mm. Because I was so scared. 
yeah so fast forward that to like a couple of years uh like all that like all that uh all that like accumulated eh? mm. so when i got like my first girlfriend and stuff I think it was my second girlfriend like that. Wow. That's, that's, that's when... Yeah, so... Classic one. All that accumulating, all that accumulating, like I'm going through like school and stuff. There was one point in my life where I actually said to myself, fuck, this is not worth it. Uh, all these bad things are just happening to me. And I think this is, this is just the end for me. I, I don't think my parents or my friends... At that time, they, they'll never understand what I go through. It was hard for me because I couldn't tell anybody at that time. Yeah. So, I decided to commit suicide one night. I was, everybody was asleep. I was walking around the house. This was me at high school. I was yeah. going walking around the house, walking around the house. I was thinking to myself, like crying. and not, Like, everybody didn't go, didn't know what I was going through. Mm. It would be like that for a couple of weeks, me thinking about suicide. Yeah. Like, laying up at night, like... Even my mom, she had asked me what's like, what was happening, eh? and I'd say, no, nah, no, nah, nothing is happening. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, I'm cool, yeah. But I, I wasn't eating a lot. I wasn't. Uh, I was getting sick a lot. It was affecting your own health. Eh? Yeah, it was affecting my yeah. own health. So yeah, so it was not until like I had this one friend who I always say is like to these days my best friend because at that time he understood what I was going through. Right. Because his father was a pastor. So he asked me one day, he had just asked me, uh, Romeo, is, is everything, like, I see you, you're always happy, but I know deep down there's something wrong with you. Mm. And then I started talking to him. And when I shared my problems with him, that was, that was it. That was when things changed. Things started to change for me. Mm. Was, it just, was it just because you were able to talk to someone? Or? Yeah, it was just because I was able to talk to somebody. Okay. You just let it out, yeah? yeah. I just let it out. Flowed, you know. At that, that time, at that time, when I was talking to him, it was like new for me to be talking about my problems to somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when I like I I could I, at that time I started crying. I I was lucky enough at that time that I had somebody to yes. talk to. Because if you didn't, you know, you could have. I did. I you wouldn't. I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. You I probably would, yeah. like no, you said you were considering even yeah. suicide, right? I was considering suicide. So yeah, that's that's basically my story. Like yeah, it it'll come up sometimes when when things don't go my way. It, those thoughts are always always on my mind. Eh? Mm. Like sometimes I'll be at home and I'll think about it, you know, mm. like it'll always be there. That's the thing about depression. I didn't know it was depression at the time. But when I started like studying and like looking at uh, what depression was, then, then I realized this is actually depression. Yeah. What I'm going through. You became more aware. Eh? I became more yeah. aware of it. That's why sometimes I just I just like to talk to people just because of that. Yes. I let things out because now I understand like I don't want to go back to what I went go through go back to the person yeah. yeah that's right sometimes just talking just helps yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always always yeah. helps always yeah. it yeah. doesn't mean that you know mental health can be cured the next day by just by just a little talk yeah you can just you just let it out someone actually is listening to it yeah with, with some with, with care yeah it helps a lot it does I think uh, like what Rome was going through eh? like, like you're saying he's very lucky to have someone otherwise yeah. You wouldn't be here today. True that, Baba. Thanks. You would have known Rome Rome. We have known coconut uh, favorite chocolate. We, 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 Rome. We, we, Rome. We still don't know what's Rome Rome though. Ah? We only know Rome. Rome nah, Rome. it's just uh, like a short form of my oh, name. Because yeah. I'm Romeo Valles. Valles home. So Rome Rome. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks. I think, uh, I think I'm going to just uh, touch up on one more thing. I think, you know how we've always, this whole podcast was all about um, sharing with other people. You know, just talking about it, what uh whatever you're going through and all. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm going to share anything deep, but just something that uh, that normally helps me because 
I've gone through my fair share of things and I can honestly say I'm one person that's um it's hard for me to share my feelings or like it's very hard for me to talk about it and that's basically me it's very hard for me even if I yeah basically that it's very hard for me so what I normally do is if I don't feel comfortable about talking talking about it with someone or if someone has never asked me I sort of I write it down so it's like another form of you know letting it out therapy yeah that's, that's right it's like another form of therapy so what I'd normally do is, you know, I get a on my phone, the notes there. Yeah. I'll just start writing everything that's on my mind. You know, what's bothering me, mm-hmm. and just how I feel about it. You know, uh, what you know, what, just everything that's on my mind, I write it down. So it's like offloaded from my head. You know, mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, if you keep it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, keep it up there, it'll keep bothering you. You start to rethink it. You start to True. overthink it, mm-hmm. and that's gonna really bug your mental health. Eh? Mm-hmm. So. Is my, I mean, my best advice is to talk to people, but if you really can't, and my this another tool that you can use is just write it down, just so that you can offload it from your head. You know, that's for me personally. Yeah, so that's what I do. I write it down. So and then if I think about it again, I can go back to the notes, read it, and add more. You know, just so that I can offload it. You know, there's you know been times where I've written like phew, many notes, you know, pages. You know, just and it's not the most poetic or the most you know just to get it out. it's just to get it out you know it's not not it's not even grammatically correct you know mm. it's just letting it out so that it's not you know still stuck in your head so that's just another form of tool you know another, another form yeah, of therapy yeah, i think another yeah. form of therapy that also helped a lot it's music music suffocation we all thought of it we all thought it we all thought yes. it everyone shut up <laughs> yeah music uh, for me to i think what helped a lot was training. Mm, yeah. Yes, training yeah. is very yes. therapeutic. Yeah. To be honest, like if you see a lot of people do that in the gym, most of them are hurt people. Yes, yeah. uh, especially breakups. Breakups. Yeah, breakups. Bro. Oh, bro, it's always that. One. It's always that. Like the number no, one ev- way you get into the gym. Everyone, <laughs> everyone goes. I mean, everyone who sees us, like especially because we gym a lot. Everyone who sees us go to the gym, they're like, "Oh, you guys are, you know, gym addicts. You know, you guys are, you know, nah, gym fanatics. It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic, guys. <laughs> We're going through shit. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> we are broken. So if you see us at the gym, just uh, man, we're all we all heartbroken. No, but like no, it's, it's a it's a form of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you yeah. ask everybody that's in the gym, you know, a guy, yes, yeah. what what made you start gymming? They'll tell you. They, they'll, they'll most definitely they'll, they'll, tell, they'll tell you, you that that's, a depressing story. Yeah, they'll tell you the depressing story because I broke up with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> or, or rejection. Or rejection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe want to come to the gym. Yeah. So as you said, gymming, uh, listening to music, talking to someone. Mm. I think talking to someone should be at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. talking to someone is just letting it out. Letting it out. Or like what we did. Like sometimes it's it's hard to imagine, but there are people out there that don't have anyone. Mm. Yeah, sure. there are people who don't have anyone. So if you don't have anyone, you know, there are professionals there that uh, that deal with these kind of situations. Yes. Yeah. Sure. You know, notice first of all, realize you have a problem. Yes. Stop, I think uh, bottling it up. Seek help, you know, seek a professional help if you, if you have that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you haven't been to a counselor, I would recommend, like, mm. seeing they're, yeah. they're really helpful. Mm. That's their line of job, yeah. Yeah. Well, the line of job, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll make the counselor. <laughs> 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 I think, yeah, George does have a point. Like, the first thing uh, to tackle depression is to uh, acknowledge that you do have it. Because eh? mm. otherwise, if you're, if you're living in denial, say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not depressed. I'm just, you know, yeah. this is me. This is why I'm unchilled. But you're just lying to yourself. You're yeah. just lying to yourself. You you're, fuck yeah, you're just lying to yourself. You need to accept and that you are going through it.
Powerful, man. Powerful. Yeah, powerful. Uh, just this outro, you can uh, find a number or something. Help mm. line. Help line. Yeah. Provides that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should. Uh, oh, also, like if you if you yeah, want to talk. Pacific, right? Empower Pacific. Empower Pacific. Yeah, okay, okay, there we go. If Empower you can't find those. Engine six is always here. No, but seriously, but seriously, you see, all of us, all of us have that access to that account. So if if you're if you don't have anyone to talk to and you like need somebody, you're going through something, somebody at any time of the night, early, yeah, anytime, someone is always someone is always away. We take our shift. So if you don't if you don't have anyone to talk to, drop us a message. Yeah. And uh, this will be like a topic that we'll, I mean, it's not, we're not only going to discuss it on this podcast in particular. It's a recurring thing. It's still going to be a recurring thing because we need to create more awareness on this uh, especially, subject. Especially. So that we can help more people. Yeah, especially, I know mental health uh, affects everybody. Everyone. Yes. But, but for men, men's mental health. Uh, so, like suicide rate is just too high. Too it's high. too much. Yeah. Just too much. That's too much. That's true, man. Yeah. So, like. For men, if if you can't, if you're a man and you're listening to this, I know the demographics for us that listen, the listeners, are mostly men. Yeah. It's yeah. a little, just a little bit higher than the, the women. So, if you're a guy and you're going through something, drop engine six. Nobody will, we won't, we won't judge it. you. Yeah, we won't judge you. We, we won't judge you. Through, if, if you, know? you want, you know, we could even, you know, share your story. We won't tell. I mean, who, who you are, yeah. who it is, but we'll maybe, your story, maybe your story, maybe your story could help someone else. So think of it that way. Like, yeah. not only are you offloading your uh, issues or your problems to us, like you're telling us about it, but we can share it with other people so that other people can relate. And who knows, you might have helped someone without even realizing. Yeah. Not forgetting the female listeners too. Ah, uh, both, yeah, 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 both, both, yeah, both, yeah, both, yeah, both, both, yeah, both, both, yeah, 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 for those who haven't, like, who has actually been in a suicide situation, I uh, just want to share from experience uh, with regards to that. I was in a situation where I had to actually rush somebody to the hospital uh -huh. because of suicide. Uh, and the sad thing was that uh, she had no one to talk to. And that was one of my relatives that I actually had to rush her to hospital with men. Honestly, to see blood and everything rushing out from her wrist. Wow. You know, it wasn't easy yeah. because, That's you know, rough. it's the first time that I've experienced that. And I never want to experience that with this mental health issue. I, I totally agree that this is more important to talk to somebody who is like, for example, if you're in a situation where you really want to commit suicide, trust me, it's not worth it because... That situation where I had to actually rush my relative to the hospital, uh, it actually not only affected me spiritually but emotionally because after that incident, you'll come across what you call a P PTSD, which yeah. is post traumatic stress disorder. And at first, I didn't know what it was until I experienced it because after that incident, I went to work and then it so happened that I didn't feel anything, it's only when my supervisor pulled me out from the shift and told me they notice, yeah. they hey, something's wrong with you that you yeah. know you're not yourself and that just clicked yeah you know that just happened after that incident where I had to rush my relative to the hospital mm. and um just want to encourage everybody like you know for example like for us engineers like you know take for example a tire on the tire you have a maximum air pressure that you can feel for a tire now what happens if you max that out 
the taboos. Blues. The same thing with us human beings. When we bottle up things, we don't share to anybody or even talk to anybody, you end up blowing. blowing. You know, it's not worth it. And like, I've experienced going through depression. I thank God for the boys here, the Engine 6 crew. Uh, I actually went through depression where relationship problems and I was in that state of committing suicide. But then meeting the boys, we managed to talk things out, you know, laugh, have a good laugh. And mm -hmm. it just... These things. Yeah. These things, yeah. You know? That's what it does, yeah. Which is basically, I mean, like, like that's what I'm saying. If you're going through any situation like this, you know, you're most welcome to chat with us, call, mm. you know. Because you can be... always yeah. here to, even if you want to have a good laugh. Yeah. Because you can be, like I said, you can be hiding it. Yeah. And you think you're hiding it well, but other people... Notice it. Notice it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy going through PTSD, because it took me a while, like, to get over it after yeah. that incident. But then, you know, you start talking to people, you start... Opening up and then ease up. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks William. Thanks, William. Thanks, William. Thanks, William. Isa, I think we've uh, slowly run out of time. We just slowly uh, came up to the one hour mark. But I think everyone can agree that this was a, a very emotional podcast. Um, not our usual. I mean, we did have a bit of laugh. There yeah, laugh about yeah. a few things. But we I, think, uh, we're, I think we're serious 90% of the time. But uh, if you've uh, lasted all the way uh, through this podcast, thank you. Thank you so it much. It really means a lot. Yeah. You know, the boys really came out of their shell tonight. Next one will be a funny one. Next one will be a funny one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like a, you know, just throwing, just throwing it in there. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is an issue that needs to be addressed. And yeah. it's good when the boys can talk about it and uh, share their own experiences. Uh, because, like I said, there's someone out there that could be you know, going through the same thing. They can relate. And you never know, you might be able to save someone's life without even realizing. So thanks for that, guys. I really appreciate uh, you guys coming in today. For the, uh, thanks for letting me host, even though no worries, really no worries. Romeo was supposed to host. Uh, but anyway, um, thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, thanks, Romeo. We've got uh, Romeo. Uh, everyone just say all the goodbyes oh, now. Yo, uh, all in their sexy voices. Hey, shout out to Jay, man. man. I hope you're right, brother. Oh, yeah, we, we got you, Jay. Man. We miss Jay, man. Yeah, so, yeah, if you're going through depression, drop us a message. Drop anybody here a message if you know them. Uh, Romeo yeah. signing out. Yeah. <laughs> then, we love you, man. We love you. Judge. Okay, everybody. William. William here. Peace out. Make sure I hang in there. You're always welcome to call us. Call, call us. us. Yes. Uh, Thanks. Uh, oh, okay. Mark, Marco. Yeah, thank you. Mother Daddy. Alright, cheers guys. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us and we'll um, see you on the next podcast. Vinaka and Nisa Mother. Later. Well, there you have it everyone. Mental health. Not gonna lie. There were some tears being shed amongst the guys as we took you on a bit of a emotional roller coaster there. And it's honestly rare to see a bunch of dudes that can open up and let themselves become vulnerable. I think proud is an understatement of how I feel um, about the boys being able to share their own experiences with this topic. But we're honestly glad we did it. We know a few of you can relate to some of our experiences, but we also hope we were able to save someone's life. Please share this with your friends, family, and check up on your mates. Create a platform. Have an open discussion with your friends, family, and colleagues. Or even shoot us a message on the Engine 6 Instagram page at engine.6. Let's create more awareness on this, and we can share some of your own experiences um, on our podcast if you like. I believe there are a couple of NGOs that offer free counseling, 
if you aren't able to talk to someone you know. And Lira had suggested Empower Pacific. They've got a couple of counseling centers um, in Lotoka, Nandi, Suva, and Lambasa. They also have a 24-hour helpline. So give them a call on 293-7141 or 776-5626 or visit their website, empowerpacific.com. Thank you for tuning in to episode 3 and being part of Engine 6. Till the next time, we'll catch you later. Vinaka vakalebu. Nisa mobe.